Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. The creator of heaven and earth and all things good is not a master controller up there in heaven, manipulating people and situations for his own gain. That is the way of humanity. God, the Eternal One, is good. He is love. His love is not like a human love, as it is a perfect, selfless, unconditional, unending love. God does everything out of love, because that is who He is. As a result of His great love, He gives everyone free choice. A choice to receive his love and his right to rule and reign, or reject his love and his right to rule and reign. So let us go back in time, in human history, where the world and even God's people were in rebellion against him. Both had put their trust in themselves or in the gods of their own making. As a result, enemies surrounded the people of God. So God sent a prophet to his people, to bring them back to himself, to set them free from oppression of surrounding nations and empires, free from being controlled by their own selfish desires or the lies of the evil one. His prophet would speak for him to a people who did not want to engage with him directly. The prophet said, If you return to the Eternal One and put away these foreign gods made by human hands and prepare your hearts to give your total allegiance to the Eternal One, He will deliver you from your enemies. The people of God did just that. They listened to God and He miraculously, without any violence, supernaturally delivered God's people from their enemies. Sadly, God's people then said, We want to be like other nations. No longer do we want to be different from them. We do not want the Eternal One to be our ruler, our deliverer, our king. We want a person to rule over us, just like every other nation. God himself was their king who had delivered and protected them from their enemies. Yet once again, they rejected God. They wanted to go their own way and live life without God and his love. They wanted a human king so they could be like the world. God's rebellious people wanted to adopt the corrupt world system of abusive power and manipulative control. Yet God warned his people. He told them that if they choose a king to rule over them, that is a person, a king that would take a tenth of their grain and sheep, their choice land, and their sons, their daughters, their servants, and make them his servants. God said to them that they would be in battle against their enemies. God warned them that if they want to live by the world system, they then will be subjecting themselves to that unjust system. 
Yet knowing all this, the people responded this way. We will have a king over us, so we will be like all the nations. The king of our choosing will judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. They knowingly chose the corrupt and violent systems of this world instead of God's way. Yet even in the darkness, God is still working, continually pursuing in love both the good and the bad. So God continues to reach down to humanity's point of need, even to the level of unbelief and rebellion, to reveal his great love and their need for a saviour. So today, this is a story of the first two kings. Each king was empowered by God for a specific purpose. In this situation, both kings were empowered to protect God's rebellious people, even in the violent way that they had chosen. God gives his blessings, gifts, and anointing to the individual not because they deserve it or are good. He gives because he so loves. The gifts from God are for the benefit of others and are activated according to their need. In this case, God anoints a king to protect God's rebellious people from their violent enemies in a way they desire, that is, without God. God continues to reach out in love to bring his people back to himself, to set humanity free from evil and itself. However, each anointed king had a free will in how they used the power that God had given them. They did not realise that the outward power given by God exposes their inner character. The first king said in his heart, The people have chosen me as king. I do not need God. In fact, I reject God and his right to rule over me. I will do things my way for my benefit and build myself a kingdom. The throne is mine to have, to take, to protect and to keep. I will destroy my enemies and anyone who opposes me. I will destroy the enemies of the people so they will honour me, for I am the king. In rejecting God, the first king chose to become one with evil. He became obsessed with the adulation of the people and consumed by power for self-gain. He used the people he was supposed to be serving to build his own empire in such a destructive way that he tried to kill even those who were loyal to him. God was not wanted, so his presence left the first king. As a result, his life became rooted in self-glorification, which gave evil the power over his heart and mind. He knowingly chose to become one with evil. And as a result, evil became the controlling force in his life.
God will not force his love upon anyone, as that would be an abuse of power. God never manipulates to get what he wants, as he has no need of anything, and that also would be an abuse of power. However, God so loves that he will wait for those who are willing to cry out to him and return to him. He waits with his arms open wide and he says, Come to me. All is forgiven. Let me make everything right again. Sadly for the first king, he died on the battlefield consumed by hate, sorrow, torment, impatience, cruelty, evil, unfaithfulness, viciousness and void of any self-control. Yet God in his great love anointed a second king. The second king said in his heart, God has chosen me as king. I need God in every part of my life. In fact, God is the true king and I will live in his right to rule over me. He is my shepherd, and I will not lack. He will lead me and guide me in ways of justice and rightness to serve his people and build his kingdom. The throne is not mine, not to have, not to take, not to protect, and not to keep. The throne is the Lord God Almighty's. I will make him known and acknowledge his ways, as he will destroy our enemies. I will give all glory to him as the one who has honoured me. His goodness and mercy shall follow me, for he is good and rich in mercy. I will praise his name all the days of my life, and the people will honour him for he is the King of all kings. Praise his mighty name. In choosing God, the second king chose to become one with God's goodness. He chose to have his identity God. He allowed the seed of God's heart to be planted in his heart. Yet until the seed was fully grown, each day given the light and living waters of God. Inner conflict and temptations would challenge God's transformation process in him. But God was wanted, so his presence never left the second king. Even though the second king walked in the valley of the shadow of death and fell into temptation, God went with him into his darkness a darkness that the second king chose. Yet God went in there with him to bring him back into his glorious light. The second king's life became rooted in praise and worship of the Eternal One, the Eternal One who took away the power of evil over his heart and mind. The second king knowingly chose to become one with God, and as a result he was set free from evil and self. The second king, through his life journey with God, received a great revelation of who God is. And he wrote this psalm Psalm 103, 
verses 1 to 22. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The Second King The shepherd boy who God made king, with all his stuff, had a heart of praise for the Eternal One, knowing He is the one who forgives or pardons. He is the one who heals, which is mend, repair, cure thoroughly and make whole. He is the one who redeems, becomes our kinsman, becomes one of us to buy back, to avenge, deliver, purchase back, pay our ransom. He is the one who shares His crowns with us. He honours us and surrounds us. He is the one who satisfies, that is, fills us up and makes us whole. He is the one who renews, repairs, rebuilds. He makes rightness, justice, equality, and makes himself known. He removes all offences, loves so deeply, and establishes his kingdom and is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, just, faithful, and true.
The second king represents doing life with God, letting God rule and reign, building his kingdom in the hearts and minds of all who are willing. As a result, being set free from the bondage of self and letting go of the selfish desires of power and control. The second king died consumed by God's love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his goodness, his kindness, his faithfulness, his gentleness and self-control. Yet the tale of the two kings does not end with their death. They live on in everything they represent. The first king represents humanity's constant striving for power and control, choosing to do life without God, on a never-ending quest for self-glorification and satisfaction. As a result, trapped in the reality of mortality and failure, manipulated by the need for popularity and acceptance, where each one is unequal, separated from God, and will come under judgment. The second king represents humanity's deliverance and surrender to God, choosing to do life with God on a never-ending journey of love and transformation, giving glory to God, set free from fear, death and failure, accepted in the Beloved that is most loved by the Creator of heaven and earth and all things good, the Lord God Almighty, who forever we are honoured by Him. Living in His kingdom, where each one is equal, one with God and free from judgment, with each one having a part of his wonders. So today the question is, which king do you choose to be? Amazingly, God said of the second king that he was a man after his own heart. And through him, Through his tribe, the king of all kings came. God himself made himself of no reputation, became flesh and blood, walked the earth as a man, a perfect man. He became the perfect ultimate sacrifice, who died, rose and ascended on high. Jesus conquered death so we can be alive in him, conquered evil and the selfish corrupted seed of humanity so we can live an abundant life in him, with him, and him in us for all eternity. And as Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 to 11 states, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.